I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And if you heard two audio things during the theme song, one was uh, Robert's thumbs, the wind going as he's uh, like, visually showing up. me to turn it up, turn and then up. Max's tummy making a loud growl. <laughs> yeah, what's going on over there, man? That Reese's yeah, cup sitting with you? Exactly. I think I don't know. We'll see. It'll be it'll be uh, persistent. I think throughout Max, the episode. So try to ignore it. <laughs> little peek behind the curtain. Max asked for a Reese's cup uh, from the store before the podcast. He didn't tell me he was allergic to chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> worth it. Totally worth. Only it. the combination, not them separately, but when, <laughs> so thanks when for combined. Listening to our final podcast. Yeah, and thanks for sponsoring us, Reese's. Uh, yeah. Go get yourself a Reese's peanut butter cup. Can't believe it took you this long to send one just for Max, mm-hmm. but uh, it was worth it. Go visit yep. the Reese's store at Times Square, and mm-hmm. uh, it was nice knowing you. It was nice knowing you. And yeah, watch Terminator starring uh, Kyle Reese's. Oh, I should have, we should have stopped. Yeah. Do you think in the stopped. Midwest? Do you think in the Midwest his name's Kyle Reese's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yes, yeah. Sure. Great. All right. Uh, how you guys doing? Doing all right. Yeah, I'm also doing all right. Four Great. day, four day week for most of us. Hey, hey, it's been a, like like a 400 day week for weekend for me. <laughs> it's a uh, hey. it's a two day week for myself. Yeah. I'm hitting the Mount Rainier. Andrew has all his right. uh, his kerchief and his hat and his uh, stockings on. He's in bed. He's, oh yeah, uh, broadcasting. I, we're, yeah, from... we're recording this from my bed. They have to sit at the edge of my bed while I mm-hmm. am laying comfortably. Your, in... your f- Foot to foot with other people like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. <laughs> with other three other old people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you'll go on a tour of a chocolate factory, and maybe a Reese's factory. I hope. <laughs> Hopefully, it won't be a chocolate factory like uh, R. Kelly's album. Yeah, at least okay. not if it's a chocolate and peanut butter factory. <laughs> oh my avoid god! It. it all came back finally. All right, let's get to some of these <laughs> movies that we've. Scene when I start the theme song any, any second now. Are my ears Don't working? But Andrew, about me. look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast movies we've seen. We just can't inter- interrupt uh, Ben. That, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. We can. Sacrilege. Yeah, it might be better if we talk over the talking or talking heads. Um, shoot, what is the name? Simple Minds. That's the name of that band. Ah. Uh, uh, guys, what movies have you seen? I only saw the movie that we talked about today. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a, yeah, bold choice. If you're pulling something up, uh, Max, I can, I can say mine, which is, I watched Total Recall. Which one? Uh, not the Colin Farrell one, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Uh-huh. Um, Paul Verhoeven movie, one of my favorite Verhoeven, so good, love that movie, but the twist, like a real avant-garde cinema man Watched it with the commentary. Oh. Never watched that uh, commentary before. And it's mm. Arnold and Verhoeven. And it's a great uh, commentary. And Verhoeven has a lot of uh, little insights behind the scenes and stuff. Like, you'd be surprised, like, the fight scene between Arnold and his co-workers where he kills them all, like, took a lot to took a lot of days to figure out. And also, he broke his finger during the scene. Yikes. So, for a lot of the movie, they said that they tried to shoot around it, but he has a cast on his hand. Mm-hmm. So I think there might even be scenes. He's like, I don't know if like, anything slipped in, but you might. He had his hand in a cast. They just did like Jackie Chan, and they painted a shoe on it. 
Did that for real? No, they did that in a Jackie Chan movie. Oh, that's awesome. He broke his foot, and then uh, for the rest of the sh- like filming, he was just wearing a sock over a cast, and the sock was painted to look like, like a, a shoe. shoe. And he was still kicking people at full force with it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Probably. Um, no, it's really good, and it's uh, one of the reasons I liked it. it. Was on like it's on a lot of lists of like best commentaries because I think like they just don't. I th- I think a lot of commentaries are probably a lot more like tightly kind of like watched uh-huh. now. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it was such a novel thing as a bonus for a DVD when it first came out that someone would do that. And it feels like more nowadays I'm willing to bet that it's a little more, even though there's all the disclaimers of like, they don't, their opinions don't yeah. represent the company that you, I could be wrong, but like Verhoeven saying all this stuff and, Oh, this was good. This is bad. Arnold is reacting and who knows some actors I'm sure don't watch their movies in their entirety or like, Oh wow. You know, you film your scenes and then you see the completed project and you're like, Oh wow. Like that's what they did with that shot. Or Hey, where was that scene? Uh, Schwarzenegger's reacting like he's never seen it before. Eh, not quite, but definitely like stating the obvious on some stuff. Like you see, this is the part where I'm, I'm telling myself to go to Mars. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's kind of like, wow, look at, he yeah. does say the, there's the scene where for like the second or third time Sharon Stone like tries to convince him like, but I'm your wife, really? Like, I, I'll help you. You're just having a psychotic thing. And she's like betrayed him once or twice. He doesn't know if he's really this secret agent or not. And so he shoots her and is like, consider that a divorce. And he's like, that's, he said it like, that's. I really shot Sharon Stone. In yeah, the- he's like, it took a million takes. But he said it's like one of his most iconic lines. And, they, and Verhoeven was like, more than like, I'll be, I'll be back. back and stuff like that. And he was like, he was like, that's big too. But like, I was like, it is a, it is a, a funny line in the context of the scene. And I was like, yeah, I guess like for the time and how big that a movie is and the fact that he's in it is like, yeah, it's like a pretty big one. So I thought that was really good. But it's I if you're a fan of Verhoeven, especially of those Robocop's probably next on our list because it's another uh, Verhoeven commentary. I want to uh, watch it with. But uh, I really I I love that movie. So I want to do more. I should do that more with movies I like because there's movies that I'll always watch when they're on in the background on TV or I have on the shelf and it's just like always a good watch just have on. And I think I want to like do more of those commentaries and get a little bit more insight. I think that'd be kind of, kind of fun. I feel like I heard about this commentary, the total recall or something. Uh, It was at least another, it was either this commentary or another commentary where Arnold Schwarzenegger was on it and obviously drunk. And oh. just like he did not know, seem drunk. He didn't he, seem he, drunk. He seemed he seemed a enamored with the film, but he didn't seem like okay. he was like banging around in the background. There's a there's more scotch. There's a very funny uh, when they premiered uh, Trapped in the Closet. Another R. Kelly reference. Um, yeah, you're they had for two. R. Kelly like was hosting the premiere of it, yes. but was like reacting to it like he'd never seen it before. Like he would turn to the camera and be like, "Wow, yeah, I didn't see that coming. I can't wait to see what happens next." And then like oh, would turn to the TV just like motherfucker you made these like what what yeah. is happening there's got to be something genuinely genuinely wrong with that guy like so, I, for sure for yeah. sure that, that, that is by the way that's like evidence bit, z of like what yeah. is wrong yeah. with r kelly but. they just invent a new alphabet for all the <laughs> yeah uh, i guess i mean there's that yeah obviously he's morally wrong i i'm thinking that there's like his his brain doesn't work the yeah, way yeah right most sure. humans do yeah. yes that's possible what else you guys seen oh uh, i watched point break had you classic? the new one or the old one? Oh my oh, god! Oh, that's, that's right. right. Uh, no, oh, there's not... like they're racing boulders down the hill on motorbikes in the new one. Hey, sounds good to me. I saw the old one. Okay, and it was the first time I hadn't seen it before. Wow. Yeah, I was... felt like that was at a movie night one time. Maybe you weren't at that for the showing. But what, what do you think? I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was a good one. Now, uh, pretty impressive. I, and I like the, I like the characters. I like that. Um, 
I don't know that, that um, they, they were all just like surfers, but they kind of had a, a bigger motive and they, yes. you know, weren't just out to rob banks. They were just kind of, they had like it a was the, it was philosophy the on life. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, have but you, oh, but sorry, Patrick Swayze was kind of an idiot throughout the whole thing. Like he oh, had, for sure. he had that, yeah, had that uh, philosophy, but uh, like totally threw it away just when it, whenever it didn't suit him. Yes, you know? yeah. Did, uh, have you have seen Hot Fuzz? Right. Uh yeah, yeah. I would rewatch that now with that in your oh, interesting. because that's okay. that's the one that uh, Nick Frost's character is so like obsessed with. obsessed with not not just that there's a few others but he sits down with Simon Pegg's character and is like you've yeah. got to see this movie and they reference heavily that and it's very like I, especially if you if you like Hot Fuzz watch it again now that you've seen kind mm-hmm. of that classic because I think that'll inform it a little bit that's good it was kind of hard for me to believe uh, Keanu Reeves before he became the surfer like once he was a surfer I was like okay this is harder to, it's, yeah, it, but, it, yeah it seems like it's easy for him to go undercover because it seems like he wasn't an FBI agent at first <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he's like jokes on you I was an undercover surfer as FBI <laughs> well that guy's not going anywhere so whatever <laughs> <laughs> Never take off. I'm excited for the new Bill and Ted. Yeah, that'll be exciting. And Cyberpunk 2077. Hey, I wish they gotta would, get celebrities in our games, baby. I wish they would introduce a third person. I don't know if I'll play it until then. Yeah. Huh? Anyways, uh, Where'd You Go, Bernadette is another movie I watched, and I recommend it. Uh, it, it wasn't getting that great uh, reviews. Is it in like. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Yep. Kate Blanchett. And uh, some is that about the Seattle Architect? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I read the book and then watched the movie. Oh, yeah, wow. the other guy, Billy Crudup, was also in it. He's, he's read the book first. I yeah. did. Yep. It was uh, It was a good, I think it was a good adaptation. I think that there were a couple, like, key things that were cut from the movie. Like when she climbs up the space needle and is, like, screaming <laughs> exactly. it in the whole Pounding city. on her chest. Yeah. I could make this better. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was a really nice touching, just like... Um, I like movies about weird families that are that care for each other, but are like don't know how to express it and kind of hmm. fucked up. And you know, you should watch the Simpsons movie. <laughs> <laughs> you think that family's nutty? <laughs> the dad abuses the son every yeah. episode. Um, That's, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's good. What I have you seen anything else? Uh, yes, I also watched Booksmart. Have you guys oh, seen it? I want to see that. Ooh. I want to see that really bad. I've heard it's good at, things. It's at the crest. Mm. It was, uh, I, let's go right now. Yeah. You guys, we'll be right back. Yeah, um, we'll leave the recording on so you'll hear two hours of, of silence. This is going to be a very avant-garde episode. Yeah. Um, I recommend it. So I, I have heard... I, I'm, not, not I'm not trying to be... Ne- yeah. I'm not trying to be negative to out the, out the gate, but I've heard that like... That it's kind of like not exactly like how people would be like as far as like the clicks and stuff in it and i feel like that's a thing that people do like about it like the tone of it but also that it's a thing that like if that's a hang-up for you if like that feels unrealistic then maybe you wouldn't like it because everyone's like interacting on this same level it's like everyone's as cool and as lame as each other in the movie is that wrong or is that you've seen it so i mean there's some of that but uh i think that's somewhat the point of the movie Mm. so interesting yeah which is fine because like that's not realistic, but that's not the movie's not saying like this is like high I think school. it's just like I, a high story, story some, that takes place. In that. some ways, it's more realistic than the portrayal that they have normally, where mm. it's just like 
oh, these guys are the nerds. These guys, yes. are, yeah, like super, the, super. These super guys super. are the jocks. These because, like, honestly, there's crossover in a lot of that stuff. At least when I was when we were in high school, I feel like there were cliques of people, but like it didn't mean people couldn't know each other on less you know, n- not as close of friends, but they know each other through school and, and it didn't stuff. mean that the jocks weren't into some nerdy things and yeah. it didn't mean that the nerds weren't playing some like hey, sports man, outside yeah. of school. Like, you know, I was quarterback and valedictorian of high school. <laughs> <laughs> so in King Dungeon Master, what? You couldn't even think of a real... Well, I thought this is what we were doing with the sports stuff, so I made up a fake title for Dungeons and like, Dragons. You loser! You're not even, that's not even a real game. You're right. I don't even play King Dungeon Master. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else did you see? That's it. That's it for movies. All right, let's get to Zaba. TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Uh, I started watching The Boys on Amazon. Ooh. Oh yeah, I watched How episode one. I like it. I, it's like interesting. I it's a little too much in the like uh, the well treaded. The dark. comic came out a while ago, and yeah. it was sort of edge lordy then. So. Um, yeah, it treads too a little much in the like dark, edgy superhero stuff, and like you know, I'm a little tired of it. But I think it does a good job of not uh, rehashing. Certain stories and um, yeah, I don't. I, I'm three episodes in. How is it, or how long of a series is it? Though? Uh, I think it's ten, eight or ten episodes. Yeah, I like it. Right on. I yeah. want. Uh, I would like to hear an update because I'm. I'm interested in that. I I did read the comics when they first came out, so I, I've probably read much further than the series will go in the sure. next couple seasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, I liked it at the time. It was also so. This is kind of funny. The there's an inciting incident for one of the characters where uh, someone he cares about passes away. Uh-huh. And by passes away, I mean uh, is vaporized by yep. one of the heroes. Happens in the first episode. Yep. And that character in the comic is drawn like and supposedly based off of Simon Pegg. Oh, he, really? He's a bald guy with a little red goatee. Uh-huh. And it sounds like in this story, he would have been too old to cast, but... He's, he's in the playing show. his father. Yeah. <laughs> that character's yes. father. Yeah. So I, I think that's that was, a funny detail. I thought that was the main character of the comics. That nope. is, the, yes, there's like sort of the guy they bring into the fold uh-huh. who experiences that tragedy. They drew like him oh, They drew him to look like Simon yes. Pegg and then I they cast Simon Pegg. I thought you were Simon saying Pegg. Simon Pegg was the one who got vaporized. That's no, my no, 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 no. I mean, we wish, but. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting too because like when Simon Pegg showed up, I was like, wait a second, I remember this guy yes. being in the comics, but like how, not the same role. Is that true? It, isn't that how it kind of went when they did the, that, that run of the, what Avengers comic was the it? The Ultimates. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That they they drew him to look like uh, almost like dream casting, like, like Sam well, Jackson. If we could have Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, we would. And then it's yeah. like it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that we got Helen Mirren getting in fast and furious. People just need to like put that out stuff out there. Yeah. Um. Well, that's cool. I wanted to I want to check that out at some point. Yep. And that's all I've seen other than my usual, The Bachelor, The Batch Branch Eyes. You were talking about um, uh, that uh, Keanu Reeves wasn't believable until he turned into a surfer. Mm-hmm. There's a guy in the show named John Paul Jones who is like such a like whoa dude like, and he's a financial advisor. I'm, I'm just bachelor. like, and I'm just like, how would you like go to him and be like, hey, I need help with my money, dude. Uh, uh, let's talk about this. Okay, like, pretend yeah. that your mutual fund is like riding a wave. <laughs> See, that's another example of like the the book smart thing where maybe he is really good at finance. Yeah, he probably is. It's just like check it out man this is how it goes you know like yeah uh, right 
Come on in, bring it in. We're so, yeah. we're going to talk about it. Dap it up, bro. Dap it up. <laughs> Each of the shells on my necklace represents one of your IRAs. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Any TV? Yes. Uh, you go, go for first? it. No, you are, you called it, dude. I'm just saying I had a TV show. Go for uh, it. I started and have not finished The Dark Crystal. Ah, uh, that's one of mine. Age of uh, but Age of Resistance. <laughs> oh no, I, no, no, I just started the movie. <laughs> Um, I watched uh, Dark Crystal Age of Ultron. Oh. Oh, my God. Who knew? Uh, Andrew's writing for uh, Mad Magazine's last issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't um, know it yet, but it will be. <laughs> um, it's the cover. I, I love it. I love it. It is... That movie always impresses me just because it's it is a world entirely populated by puppets and like or people in very, you know, sophisticated puppetry suits. It's all of that still. It looks incredible. Uh, I, it's just like hey, I'm going to sound like a California stripper dude. It's trippy. What? It, it is honestly weird to see like I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's characters they're talking, they're walking around, they're doing all this stuff and I'm like, "Oh yeah." Like not that I forget that they're puppets, but like it's all just played like it's just very sophisticated. Like all of the stuff is drawn out. In fact, there's a character. I don't want to jump too far ahead of the series. People should watch it, but there's a character called lore. It's made of like rocks, just like a bunch of rocks kind of stacked on each other. And I was like, how are they doing that? That looks kind of like a big bird exoskeleton. It is a giant puppet, but the people are like painted out. I think he's a giant kind mm. of like wire puppet that people are moving or stick puppet where people are moving his like arms and legs around it's so incredible looking and just another example of like there's that level of detail you just sometimes can't capture where you can tell something is physical and touching something else like one of the characters is drawing in the sand and sticks their little puppet hand with a stick into the sand and is drawing and I was like god that's so cool like it looks plus the sets like the fact that everything looks a little alien and weird on the on Thra which is the the planet that they're on is really awesome and Agra which is like the weird one-eyed kind of prophet woman it is like a prequel uh of the events of dark crystal and kind of like tells more about the skexies and how they kind of got into their position and stuff and i just i love it all like the cg they do use is sparing and it's really well used i just I, like I, I love it i would just slightly disagree wow. i think there are like a couple like the the thing that they ride around in the carriage yeah it sometimes looks pretty awful mm. and like especially there's a close-up of the door opening and it just and it kind of folds open yeah and the texture on it just looked kind of uh yeah. like, I, I can forgive it though because work. like everything else looks so good so they were Every, going yeah. with something stylized and that's not in the movie so it's like this new creation where i was like what the hell they have like a weird like skexy shaped carriage like mm -hmm. but i like that especially that the wheels of this carriage are bugs that roll up and become the wheels. Yeah, it's an I interesting loved. idea. I, and the rest of it does look really good. I just think that that kind of takes me out of it sometimes. Have you dipped in how, or how, how, how much have you watched? Just one episode so Ooh, far. You should, you, yeah, you should yeah I'd like to continue. I'm going to. Um, one thing that does kind of also seem a little bit off is that uh, like there are a lot of celebrities in it. And some of the voices mm. are fairly recognizable. And so like at times that'll take me out. Just like mm. the, the need for... Every, like 10 or so celebrities to be thrown into sure. anything now that it it doesn't really uh seem like it's necessary mm -hmm. like the first movie didn't have that people enjoyed it that's true I, I do like that they're using some people who are just like the jim henson puppeteer yeah. crew yeah but you're right it's sort of like that's kind of a trend nowadays it's like you just get a famous voice to be one of the 
mm-hmm. one of the people in there. But it works. It gets people in. So it, yeah. it doesn't distract too much either. I think everybody's doing a good in fact, job. Uh, speaking of which, Simon Pegg does the voices, does the voice, I think, of Chamberlain, who's like the main Skeksy in the movie. He's like, hmm. Yeah, kind of like the creepy. Kinda, he's the conniving kind of one. There are a couple of Skeksis who, like, I've heard. They're the, like Mark Hamill is one of them. And yes, he's the scientist. Them, I can't tell, but there are two scientists also. I think. Scientist is the one who's like, he has like all the the glasses the down glasses. his face. Okay, because there's the other scientist who's kind of invented. No, no, no. One. I'm wrong. That's the scroll keeper. The scientist has in oh, the movie. He has the maybe little that's like the light up eye. Uh-huh. And you see how he gets that eye in this series. I was um, thinking, of but the you can really keeper. hear. He he's in Joker territory on the on the Skeksy for sure. Okay, he's like, why won't they let me do my thing? And you kind of hear like the little bit of the raspy kind of the Joker coming out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really like that. I'm always down for more Hamill and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Aquafina that jumped out at me the most. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's one of them too. All right. Anything else? Rob? That was my that was my TV. Okay. I also watched. Uh, well, I finished up Glow, and uh-huh. like right after. Ah. Um, <laughs> The episode that I had watched, I continued on. Yeah, like immediately the two spoilers that you they were dropped. not spoilers. <laughs> they were barely spoilers, but as soon as like then they were in the next two episodes that uh-huh. I watched. And great, great season though. I recommend it. Uh, it's a fun show. I yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't know if they're continuing along the same trajectory that actual Glow went through, or if they're a uh, little bit. If they're going to veer off and do their own thing. I mean, at some yeah, point I to continue. I, yeah. I'm glow, excited. the real glow did not last very long. So yeah, well, I'm excited to see what the this new glow does because mm-hmm. I, I find it a lot of fun. I wish they yeah. would do more with the Viking, but maybe there's a reason. Maybe she's a like they keep like not, shutting her down. Yeah, like, whenever she's like, I could do this. Or, like, Shut the fuck up, because yeah. she was like always oh, supposed to be the original Liberty Bell, and it's like she always yeah. brings it up. They're like, shut up, just yeah. <laughs> do something else. Uh, I also watched a season two of humans, which, uh, I think I've talked about on the podcast mm-hmm. before and, uh, I still recommend that, uh, quite a bit has Gemma Chan has, uh, the woman from it crowd and, uh, it's, it's very interesting and they keep doing new, new, interesting takes on it. You know, what it would be like to live with people who aren't real, but are real. Like what also like at the same time, I'm reading a book about, um, about primates, great apes, and whether we should give them uh, rights and like what it, you know, like can they feel and all the science that goes into that? Like, are they, how intelligent are they? And what we're doing to them is that moral? And hmm. so a lot of that stuff gets brought up. Like, what, where do we draw the line of humanity and why? So uh, it's interesting to see that in the, in, in humans. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I also watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show. Oh, is that? I keep meaning to watch it. I haven't really gotten around to it. Yeah, I recommend it. I liked it more than uh, than the movie. Really? Wow. Yeah. So I, I know that they've, in the in the promotional material, they were showing a lot of like the stuff that they were pulling right from the movie into it, but I've heard mm-hmm. that, that it then far kind of exceeds that and goes beyond that and kind of has more stuff. It's also yeah. like a slightly different setting. It's not in Australia, no? like Or Z- no. New Zealand, rather. It's uh, it's in uh, part of New York. I forget. Staten mm-hmm. Island. Yes. Yeah. Some of the vampires are different. Some of the their thralls or who are their uh, familiar, not their familiars, their, uh, the people that they're, like the humans that are tied to them. They're mm-hmm. like uh, kind of people like that are kind of funny. Or... I don't know. Uh, there was one one human in there that kind of bugged me a little bit because mm. he did the the office thing of just it's a documentary so always look at the camera and that ah. that like that joke the gym is, look yeah it's not it doesn't get me at all anymore it's sure. not funny and yet they 
Like this character specifically used it more than anyone else. Well, like the office at some point was like, I was like, people are still, I still wasn't still making a documentary about this place. And like, then mm-hmm. it was like, sometimes like someone would hug the cameraman and I was like, what the hell? I forgot that they're like looking yeah. at a camera guy the whole time. They had some of that playing around with the camera, you know, break sure. the fourth wall and oh, the cameraman and stuff like that. And when they're actually addressing it, it's good. But when they're using it as like a, oh, can you believe what these guys are saying? Looking right at the, the camera crew. Like to me, that does not hit. And because it happened so often, it was just like, oh, get over it. I kind of want to ask something, but I, I almost don't want to like a spoiler. But I, but then again, it's in the movie. Are there any werewolves in the show? Uh, I mean, why do you want to know? Like, this I don't know, is because a, like, I, like, I like Murray from Flight of the Concords, and I like the, swearwol- the he, werewolves. He doesn't show werewolves. up. He doesn't okay. show up. But maybe they do something like that. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was good. I really like Matt Berry. And, God, uh, he's the best. I could yeah. watch him in anything. There's something about the movie that I, that didn't click with me, and mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, and maybe if I watched it again, I would really enjoy it. But uh, like, I like the TV show more, and mm-hmm. it has uh, one of the main girls from Booksmart. Oh, cool. Yeah. So check it out. That's Will all do. I've seen. Will do. All right, here we go. Take a step. You and I have been asleep for hours. This is stand-up comedy by U2, the theme song to the King of Comedy. Uh, uh, stand-up comedy, of course, was released uh, off No Line on the Horizon, probably in like 2009. Oh, I'm just talking about U2 now. And uh, <laughs> King of Comedy released in 1983, so those match up perfectly. Ah. Uh, King of Comedy, Martin Scorsese movie with Robert De Niro, Jerry Lewis, and Sandra Bernhardt. What did you uh, get? 1982. Uh, 1980, it's 19, it was released in 1983, but um, shut the fuck up. But filmed in 82. Uh, what did you guys think of The King of Comedy? We watched this as a little uh, little behind the curtain. Yeah, I was going to say, let's... Uh, we, we decided to watch this because uh, they... Was it Joaquin Phoenix said well, this? Well, I believe the director said he stylized his movie after So the... Martin Scorsese said he stylized his own movie after his own movie. Huh? Because isn't he directing The Joker? No, no, <laughs> wasn't he doing a? No, wasn't he going to do a Joker movie? He oh, with with Leo DiCaprio, yes. yeah, not yes. the same one. Oh, a different, a different. Non- I thought this was a Scorsese no, Joker no, movie. No, no, no. Oh, whoops! And now you're really excited to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no name. Yeah, the no name dickhead who confused me. Um, said that he stylized his movie after the King comedy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if. Uh, DC was shopping around like we want Martin Scorsese we can't get Martin Scorsese we'll just ask another director to be Martin Scorsese and then they they got this movie started and then Martin Scorsese was like oh I heard you were asking for me yeah <laughs> he was on a, he's on a red carpet and he was like I would love to do the Joker movie if someone would invite me oh well <laughs> but yeah um, I thought it started out pretty slow uh, and continued pretty slow for hmm, a while interesting uh, but by the end of it I, I enjoyed the movie I thought it was Excellent. I uh-huh. am, I have not seen this Scorsese film and I've read a lot about it now about like behind the scenes and was kind of looking up stuff when I was watching it and I was just kind of like taking it in while I was watching it. And I was just like, this is, uh, this is intense. Like it's not, it's not, um, it's disturbing, but also like in a prophetic way, especially for the time it came out in. Um, and 
yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm so happy that I've seen a new Scorsese film I've never seen because it's uh, it's something else. Yeah, I like it. I think that the uh, drama is constantly undercut by Jerry Lewis, who could not seem to give less of a shit that this person is like stalking him in like a very serious way. So it start the movie starts with uh, Jerry Lewis plays like a late night TV host, like a Johnny Carson type. And he's being mobbed outside of his studio when he's trying to get to his car. Yes. And Robert De Niro starts to play like security for him. Yeah. And then he gets in the car with him and he's like, hey, uh, just so you know, I'm like a stand up comedian. I did this thing for you. I want After to get Sarah, Sandra Bernhardt out of the car. Right. Yes. And he's like, I want to be a stand up comedian. Let me be on your show. And he's like, okay, get, get out of here. Like, he gives him the whole pitch. He's like, yeah. oh, you can call me tomorrow. We'll make an appointment. Yeah. yeah. And so he starts to like become like he is at his house. He has this unhealthy obsession with this guy. He's like mimicking a conversation they would be having. Oh, I loved I, Robert I loved De Niro that. is excellent in this movie. Yes. I'm just saying, I think the, the, all of the tension is undercut by Jerry Lewis who like throughout the movie. So like Robert De Niro shows up at his vacation home mm-hmm. and he's just like walks in the house. He's like, you're an idiot. What are you doing here? Wait, I'm, do you mean undercut? Like you think it's like, diminishing how scary like yes. the obsession is yeah but like he's not experiencing like the other side of it too where like he's he's like seeing a guy who's like give me a chance give me a shot and he's, he's getting but overzealous he's, but he doesn't know he's got cutouts of him life-size cutouts in okay his but like he's still showing up at his vacation oh, yeah. home yes and even he's just like how'd you find this place like he's he there's no like i never got like a sense of like actual fear from jerry lewis hmm. and then later in the movies we're kind of jumping around but like Later in the movie, when Robert De Niro kidnaps him, there's no like sense of like he's on the phone with his producer. And like, I know this is like a it's a black comedy. It's supposed to be kind of a satire. But like, there's no I'm not getting anything from Jerry Lewis hmm. character. Yeah, Because to, wow. to me, the impression that I got was uh, in each of those times, he was kind of stuck with nothing to do. He's there and he has to diffuse the situation. How is a comedian going to diffuse a situation like that where somebody comes in at them and so he just like puts on a serious face but it's one of those things like at his country home he doesn't have security he can't just call someone hey get this yeah. guy out of here he has like uh, a couple of people making food or something Especially like that's that don't, don't you to do what he, oh sorry go ahead don't you feel like he would be like afraid at like some point like this person has like sometimes you got to put on the yeah. show of not being afraid, right? I, but like, that's I'm, like I'm what we're talking this. about is real life. And what I'm saying is that the tension of the movie is undercut by this performance that he is giving where I'm not buying hmm. that there's okay. any real like stakes for him because so it, he's, it sounds like for both me and Rob, we were feeling like there was tension. Like he was kind of like, I don't disagree that like he's not taking it as seriously as we know it is. Uh huh. But I feel like it's, um, I don't know. It's also like a product of the, Maybe a little bit at the time, so I'll. I wanted to house are getting kidnapped left and right. Well, so. I wanted. To, well, I mean, they established like early on that like he's mobbed by people. People are like trying to get in the door to see him. He's got this woman that there's some sort of established thing. You mm-hmm. call, you're supposed to call me back. You're supposed to get back, it, or or maybe even other women. There's people he doesn't call back. He's people that he's associated with and then kind of dropped off. And it seems like you know he's this level of celebrity, but juxtapose that with like he does leave his studio and walk down the street and people talk to him hey how's it going jerry how you doing jerry like so there's this kind of level of celebrity where some people understand how to like keep the normal polite distance 
And the other parts where, like Max said, he has to confront it, that is an interesting scene. In fact, I think that scene that we're talking about where he goes to the country home took five days to film. Really? Five days to film, almost all improvised. Uh-huh. Well, uh, the actor on the phone, his uh, his uh, butler, that was all improvised, him just on the other line. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I almost have a heart attack when he came in. <laughs> I'm having a heart attack right now. Uh-huh. Um, and including, he couldn't get the door open. He was like, I was out there for eight minutes. What the fuck are you doing? You can't open uh-huh. the goddamn door. He's like, he couldn't open the door. And Jerry Lewis improvised that. Mm-hmm. A lot of improv. Scorsese said this is, he believes, De Niro's best performance in any of his movies. I agree. I other think than, I might agree. Other than maybe Meet the Fockers, I'd say. That, <laughs> that Scorsese that film. Scorsese. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you mean Scorsese's performance? I think it meant De Niro's performance. Uh, oh, I'm, I apologize. Well, <laughs> oh, Scorsese's Scorsese performance is in, in this it. movie. Yeah. He is in this movie. But um, uh, I don't know. I It's an interesting thing because obviously stalkers for men are different than stalkers for women. Oftentimes, what you're saying is that men is have it harder than women, Robert? You want to take that stance here? <laughs> hey, hey, Jerry had a real hard time in this movie. Um, you know what is a, a great detail? And I wanted to, to mention to you guys. I don't know if you heard this or knew about this. They were going to have him play someone named like Teddy something. He was going to be something, some other different name. And Jerry Teddy Lewis, Graham. Jerry Lewis said, Jerry Lewis said, let, uh, let me be called Jerry, whatever, whatever his last name was. And um, that way, when we're filming and walking down the street, anyone who sees me and says something will be saying the right name ah, for the, for me being the celebrity. Unless so they do the full name. There's the cab driver that comes out early in the movie. Hey, yeah. how you doing? I've seen right, you Give me on the show. Give me the show. There's the woman on the phone. I have someone in the hospital. Would you please talk to him right now? And he goes, I can't. I've got it. I'm late. And she goes, well, I hope you get cancer. I hope you get cancer and die. Uh-huh. That really happened to Jerry Lewis one time. A woman tried to get get him to do that and then shouted that to him. <laughs> Other than those two people, every person that said, hey, Jerry, the construction workers up in the building, uh-huh. the guy on the street, hey, Jerry, how's it going? All just regular people walking by seeing Jerry Lewis. Wow. I that's, that's love really that's cool. that so much. That is so the construction Brilliant. workers too. That's hard yes. to believe. Up, who in the hell saw all... Jerry Lewis down on the street? Right. Hey, everybody, it's Jerry Lewis. Yeah, wow. a whole group of guys just going, "Hey, we saw your show last night." In fact, there's, Jerry Lewis. So <laughs> they established at one point that uh, Rupert Pupkin, who is uh, De Niro's character, David the, S. Pumpkin's the, brother, David S. Pumpkin's brother, um, and Sarah Bernhardt do know each other. Yeah. They're kind of they're kind of fans of Jerry. They're super fans. They've kind of played off each other. They trade stuff and and tales and stuff. But it's kind of more competing too. A little bit too. Yeah. And it's kind of like I gave you that record. How are you doing this to me here? And then she gives him money. You take this money. You give it to Jerry. Blah blah blah. They have this kind of blow up in the street early on in the film. And then after Pupkin leaves, Bernhardt's being like harangued by a couple guys in the crowd. It was the clash. The really? band, the clash, were like, "Hey, girl!" Like and like yelling at her, and she was like, "Oh, fuck you!" And just kind of yelling back at them. So another no, one we where... have to go. We hear uh, London calling. Oh my god! <laughs> Why? That's a good idea for a song. Yeah, <laughs> we should go back to Liverpool and yeah. record. It. What do you think about starting a band? <laughs> These uh, words are really clashing with uh, our style. Let's go. They clash into me. We could do that song too. <laughs> and then a young um, David, <laughs> young David <laughs> Pumpkin said, "Young oh, Dave gonna... Matthews like." Now that's a song I think I could change <laughs> okay. a little bit. Okay. Um, Bernhard, by the way, this was another thing I looked up. Second per, uh, time on screen, hmm. uh, I think first role, no speaking role. She'd done a lot of stand-up before N- this. No formal acting training whatsoever. Yeah. So this is her just being like weird. And she was. She was Looney Tunes. She was Looney Tunes. Yeah. I loved it. She was like, I feel like Tina Turner is dancing around. And then was like, 
man, when someone's like, I could just take everything off this table and like make love to you. And then later on, she does do that or like sweeps yeah. the table off. I was like, oh no, she's, she's serious. She's yeah. acting like a weirdo. I have to assume too, like running outside in your underwear on a New York street in the middle of the night. Yeah, probably she did that. Like yeah. that's all just this movie. I, I guess Scorsese was very like sick during the filming of this. Sick in the head. Think of some of this. So stuff. he, he said that this was, <laughs> I, I believe the quote is I shouldn't probably shouldn't have made this movie. Is what he has said about really? this film. Yes. Because he said it was so... The subject matter was so disturbing to him and De Niro and the emotional toll in the relationship for them of doing this and kind of portraying this mm-hmm. was so bizarre. So here's another example, too, of, like, the difference between, like, the stalkers for them. Because I was because I was like... When my wife told me this, I was like, this is bizarre. They tracked down and interviewed one of De Niro's longtime stalkers really to help him with this role. Huh. And I thought, number one, longtime stalker. So he's done a couple movies with Scorsese. How many? And I think by this point, he's about 10 years into his working career. with Scorsese, yeah. right? Raging Bull and whatnot, a taxi driver years before that. Um, so I was first I was like, how long, do, how long has he been around to have a longtime stalker? And then Jamie's like, yeah, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, 10 years. Yeah, I guess so. And there's something too, like it just feels like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the internet has made it more or less. Well, it feels like there's just as intense of and crazy stalker things, unfortunately now mm-hmm. and then. Yeah. But the idea of, can you imagine, can you imagine like an actress? You Damn, know, dude. <laughs> the stomach. Can you imagine Mike pick that one eat. up? Like Taylor eat. Swift hasn't had an awful, awful. Yeah. You know, things of like that. Can you imagine if like for some role, not cats or whatever she's in, but you know, me and me and uh, some people went. We found my stalker and we interviewed him. Yeah. Like, see, it's like this is insane. He would be like, "Hooray! I'm yeah. going to kill you!" Like, right. so the idea that he De Niro with someone else, maybe by himself, was like, "Hey, you always following me? I want to talk to you about what well, just blows my freaking mind." After yeah. ten years, you think that stalker was like they finally paid off? Like this? Yeah. Or it was like, that's actually, the other like, thing. Moved on to stalking. Well, that's what I said about <laughs> it being prophetic. Like. And if we can jump ahead to the ending a little bit, like this is someone who we've been out for more than our lifetime. I haven't seen it. I had never seen it. I didn't know like the plot of it. And so for me, the idea that someone becomes not famous, but infamous, but then leverages that into just fame anyway, this is totally Mm -hmm. the time we live in. This, this is interesting. Do you, Hmm. do you think that the end of the movie actually happened the way Oh, that meaning like, is it a fantasy? Because the whole movie is interspliced with like him having like Good. these delusions of grandeur. Thank you for mentioning that. And yeah. like whether or not, and no, he, no warbly water on the screen yeah. transition. It's no just like sound he, cue. you are seeing his delusions of like what is happening in his mind and, is playing out on screen. And then it will Jerry cut begging, to the, his mom like yelling to him, yeah. like, hey, who, "Who are you talking who's, to? Whose mom do you think yeah. that was? Real mom? Yes. Whose real mother do you think that was yelling from off screen? Max's, the stalkers. Yeah." This is Scorsese's mom, who also appeared in Goodfellas as like as Pesci's mother. They uh-huh. come over to her house at night. And she's like, "I made mm. you some food." Or maybe you I love that he. In fact, his dad is in the bar at the end. He's one of the patrons. See the guy's like, TV. "Hey, who's the guy on the TV?" I don't oh. know if it's because he's got these dark eyebrows. Where I was like, "Ooh, that could be a Scorsese dad." But uh-huh. then there's another guy with the kind of the the tank top who's kind of like, "Hey, what's going on with the TV?" Um, there's a lot of little kind of. I think like. The woman that asks for De Niro's autograph in one of the fantasy sequences is his daughter. Okay. A couple people in there. Um, I like that. She's like, who should I make it out to? And he's like, she's like, Dolores. He's like, oh, it's my father's name. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I'm mad now because I can't Marty's remember. Marty's daughter. I can't remember in his stand-up set, he said something that made me 
laugh really hard. It was dark. I mean, that that whole his whole well, actual he, he opening monologue maps is out his like when he does life. Well, he also like maps out that he has kidnapped mm-hmm. the the host of the mm-hmm. show. Like he's oh, just they like, love it. They like laugh. Yeah, they think they're it's laughing because you know? they think he's doing a bit. And he's just yeah. like you're gonna find out tomorrow that I'm not lying. Yeah, <laughs> and they still laugh. They yeah, still laugh at him. Um, I love his little mustache. I love his cheesy suits. That was also supposed to be like an homage to Tony Clifton, the uh, Andy Kaufman's alter ego, because mm. he kind of had a same or is it a similar uh, vibe to him? Um, but yeah, I just uh, sorry, Max. His stomach. Did you want to say something? <laughs> I really thought <laughs> that was the, your phone buzzing. <laughs> I'll put the mic down to it. I didn't get a chance to eat before coming here, so uh, all I have in me is that. Um, and also, the waitress that he's courting, De Niro, that's his real wife. De Niro's wife. Yeah. Cool. time that was his real life hmm. um yeah I, I and i liked her in it too um god the scene where they go to the country house and she's like she realizes that she's been brought along to a thing that mm-hmm. they were not invited to and he's been playing it up like they have this does relationship. she steal something in that scene to like no never, never there's no back. payoff to it there is no payoff it, it's an odd it's an in, it's interesting i thought there would be something where it was like yeah, I didn't you even. acted <laughs> like you know you acted like you weren't put out or you know I, you were right. so offended that this you had to be a part of the situation but then you took for something from me yeah I put but maybe it was a, just to be like fuck you or this sucks or i, I put know. it in a pocket in my mind like oh that's gonna come into play <laughs> yeah. later and then it never yeah. did and i didn't yeah. realize check off little now. box or <laughs> yeah. whatever the hell it was um and then i believe also that de niro like wrote a letter to scasese and said like i don't think you should cast jerry lewis because i don't think he can bring a seriousness to the role. I think he's going to be too tempted to go into his like sticky, funny stuff. I thought he did a great job of playing like a late night host, like a serious host when he was just doing his serious parts. I don't know. I didn't think he was, I didn't think he was not believable as a, the, as that person. I didn't want him to be like, wow, this person is the a kid. But like <laughs> it, I, I did, I just think it didn't, he aired too much on the, like, this isn't bothering me. Hmm. That thing. is an interesting and take. And I, I, I appreciate that the two no, no. of you felt differently than sure. me. So like, you know, maybe I'm wrong. But for me, that it did take away some of the stakes of the movie that he like, even when she has like a gun to his head, he's still like, and it's just the two of them alone, Sandra Bernhardt and Jerry Lewis. Like, there's no point where he really feels afraid for his life. And Shitting like his pants or something. And like, I would, I think I would have like really appreciated more when he eventually kind of outsmarts her that like, even when he, she's like, un, you know, he has taped him to a chair and he asks Sandra Bernhardt to like untape him and she does. And then once he's untaped, he, you know, grabs the gun. He even like, even that, it just feels like he just kind of like slowly grabs the gun and gets up and like points it at her. There's no like, I just never really got any sort of like desperation or frustration from him is just sort of like a slight inconvenience for him that he wasn't able to host his show that night yeah more than anything he seems like a man who's hounded by people obviously not to the extent that he's kidnapped but it also felt like the kind of thing where like i mean maybe that is how he would react like if i if i kidnapped rupert murdoch right now he might have a sense about him like a uh, fictitious scenario uh, yes uh allegedly uh and you'll hear the on the podcast tomorrow whether i'm famous or not oh boy um he might be like, well, there's enough things in place, or if this person is, unless they're completely off their rocker, they reasonably won't kill me or do something because then they're really in trouble. So there might be something to that where it's like, he's so big that he's like, this does suck. I am inconvenienced. They do have a gun to my head, 
but I have to assume that I'm big enough that I can't fail or that the people like when he calls the people and he like says the code words and it's like there's things in place where if something happens, there's a network of people to like try and stop it or something. So it is odd. I'm not I like that there's a different take because I don't mm -hmm. disagree with you, but it is interesting for you that it it takes away the the. Yeah, the severity or like or like how worried you are about what De Niro might do in that scenario because of the way he's acting. But for me, it was almost like he's got to be cool. And part of it is maybe that he's just like, well, it'll be fine because I've got all these people and like this guy's not going to do anything. And like, yeah, like he was trying to be polite. Yeah, he was way more polite than he should have been when he got to his country house. Where he was like he had been interrupted. He's joking. He's like he even insists. He's like, hey, we're going to have a drink. Like, hey, I, I hate to insist, but how often do you get to be in a house like this? I'm going to uh -huh. make a drink. Like, can you imagine the balls? He's slapping him and hitting. Hey, mm -hmm. Jerry, you know what I'm talking about, man? And it's just like I, I kept looking at, at Jamie and was just like, this is like awkward and crazy. And like I but I do love like how weird this yeah. would be if this was happening. But like, I, I also, I think that, uh, like, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, where the, the reaction is, is, is like odd. Like, okay, why is he, um, kind of reacting like that? Where is this coming from? Why isn't he doing anything about it? But I do think that his reactions to each of the scenarios were different, uh, enough to make me think that it was an intentional choice to where he gets in the car the first time and he's just kind of like talking with him. He's like, okay, I'll give you this one. You can be in the car and we'll just chat about it because you're just a guy who's trying to get ahead, right? And then in the second one where he comes to the um, the country club and he's like tired of him, he 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 basically puts his foot down and says like, "You need to get the hell out of here." Like after after he gets into a position where he's like, not taking the hint, he's on the opposite side of the d door, right? And he can push him yes. the correct direction. Uh, he's basically like, okay, now get out of here. I'm not fucking around. Just like leave my house. And then, uh, you know, uh, Rupert is still trying to like, just, oh, he's just playing. Yeah. Around. Rita the whole time is like, he's like, she's, he's saying that we should leave. And he's yeah. like, he's not saying that J Jerry, you're not saying that. Are you, you wouldn't say that to me. And it's like, yeah. Oh my but at, God. At that point oh he God. like keeps, keeps doing it and, and pushes them out. And then once he's in a position where he has no power, where he's, uh, we has a gun to his head and, and, uh, you know, he doesn't have that. Then he's very cordial. Then he's very nice to them. He was calm. Cause he's like, he's like, Hey, I'm not going to press charges. He's like, well, he's like, they'll believe me. We'll walk into the studio. I'll say it's a gag. They'll believe me. Uh -huh. I'll let you go. He's, I think he's kind of leveraging his power and celebrity to be like, I can make this happen. I can make it all go away. We don't have to do anything. I loved the, and that is something that, that Scorsese said. He said, I didn't want there to be a a division between fantasy and reality. I wanted it to all feel the same. There's like the scene where he's like, Jerry's like asking him to please do the show for six weeks. He's like, mm -hmm. Please come on. He's like, yeah. I can't. It's impossible. I can't. You're asking for the impossible. And his yeah. mom's yelling at me in the other room. Would you be quiet? And he's like, Mom, I can't be quiet. It's impossible. I can't do this for you. He's having a conversation with nobody. He's recording. <laughs> he's recording against life-size cutouts of Liza Minnelli and, and Jerry these interviews, he's slapping his knees and reacting yeah. to nothing. It's wild. I loved that about it. Like, he's, what a performance. I, I, I agree. I think he is, like, Robert De Niro is, like, uh, excellent in this movie. I, like, truly, I, you know, think it's one of, if not his best performance. Yeah. Um, uh, There is a weird scene midway through where he, like, somehow gets access to uh, Jerry's office and then there's like a Scooby-Doo chase scene with like the security guards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is, they only do the one cut, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, like there's a shot of like a doorway where like 
they're like there he is and like he runs and then like two security guys go tailing after him and then he runs by again and they're chasing after him in it's my like, mind he must have like circled a cubicle or something but it does look at make it yeah. look like he just like walked back past them yeah kind yeah. of yeah I, uh, yeah I imagine him ducking into a door and then sure like, popping but out it was that. just like such <laughs> a like I, for a movie that this character is taking such a, and making such dark decisions and make taking these dark turns it was yeah. like a well we got to put in a little bit of slapstick yeah um would you this movie is streaming on prime yeah. would you recommend people watch it yeah i think so highly recommend especially since just from the trailer for the couple trailers for joker i have sort of i can see very obviously yeah. the connections um i was joking that i would thought it'd be funny if like it was like scene for scene like, yeah like him waiting like joker yeah the waiting. end of the king county is him smudging paint thomas on wayne thomas wayne gives him a ride home and he's like i just wanted to give my set to you and he's like well yeah. i don't really like comedy but you sure, don't have to get ahead. to my i have to get home to my son bruce yeah i gonna name him bruce he's quite the fan of the well underneath the property <laughs> i <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going on. He's yeah. afraid of bats, though. Yeah, uh, I, I think he'll the fear. He'll get over the fear. I'm going to trap yeah. him underneath. <laughs> just explore the cave system. I'll be shot in an alley. Yeah, yeah. I left I, an old automobile down there. Hopefully, he doesn't uh, tinker with it. <laughs> uh, I wonder what they're going to carry over. I, I am. I'm curious to see that because they do have like his relationship with his mom. It seems like from There's, the trailer, it looks like he's he's enamored with and and kind of falling for an african-american woman that works maybe at a bar and then also like comes and sees or, or robert de niro is in the joker right yes That's he's right. playing he, he plays, like, he's playing uh, like jerry, jerry yeah. character yes which is very funny to me and there's literally like i i don't know what trailers you've seen but there's a in one of the trailers he's like hey when i get introduced can you call me the joker yeah and it's like he literally says like call me the king the king of comedy yeah. when i come out yeah um call me the joker of comedy yeah and this will make sense in 30 or 40 yeah. years. Um, uh, yeah, especially since it's going to be on this big movie that we will cover, if not for a full episode, at least cover, talk about, c- at least talk about. Sure. Um, I am pleasantly surprised at these. I was happy for the suggestion. Andrew, I mean, Max as well, but the, you'll, you'll probably get more of a connection for this. Do you know what movie I thought we were watching when this was suggested? Is it the one I said over text? The original Kings of Comedy? The no, Bernie not Mac? the Bernie Mac and everyone else. No. Uh, I thought we were watching The Comedian, which is a Robert De Niro movie where he stars as a comedian who, oh, go, who goes wow. viral. <laughs> and is it an Apatow movie or at he, least Leslie Mann It's not Mann an Apatow movie, it? but Ap- Leslie Mann is in it. it yeah. This is a more recent mm. film where he, he's an older comedian that goes viral because he beats up a guy that's filming his act. And kind of is like kind of sort of sludging back onto the scene. Yeah, it feels like a movie made by like out of touch, like old comedians who have like a a bone to pick with like younger comedians. Was Adam Sandler involved? (laughs) (laughs) He plays the younger comedian in it. How we do it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, we know what we're watching well, for I'm the just next a, podcast. I, yeah. That's right. I'm just a starting comedian up here, as you better do. Um, well, let's end this so Max can get some food. Yeah, hey. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll see you next time. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>